0: Blank Jack with Griffin and David. Blank Jack with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the
1: name of the show is Blank Jack. Gonna have your podcast by the end of this, song. Huh? Gonna have you <laughs> naked by the end of this podcast?
0: I don't fe- you don't feel committed to that. Have you ever been to a Justin Timberlake show? I have
1: not. I have. Here's where this comes to a head. Not
0: a big fan. What's your problem with Justin? We'll
1: get into it. I'm All sure we right, like have a lot to talk about for the next 45 okay. minutes. For, for a period of time where I was like, oh, maybe I want to audition for SNL. I should have impressions.
0: Uh-huh. You know, when I was So like, you tried it, Justin? I
1: thought I had a pretty good one at the time. Do it again? Well, that was me singing. Let me do talking. All right, fine. Hey, I'm Justin Timberlake.
0: Yeah, that's that's then you nailed it. Right? That's, yeah, sure. That's exactly what he's like. Hey,
1: Lauren, I'm in town this weekend. If you want me to come on the show.
0: But do him in the social network. A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? No. Is there something? He is a, pr- a good actor. He, he does voices. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes.
1: Here Here's the Justin Timberlake pattern. He is a very good actor mm, whenever when, he is working with a great director. Yeah,
0: which he smartly often does.
1: Yes. Yeah, it, that's a weird thing. I think I generally overall am not a fan of his as an actor. And he has given maybe four performances that I cannot deny in any way in movies I love.
0: He's also, as I pointed out, I think online at one point, he was in two of maybe the best five movies of the decade. Uh, and Davis
1: and Social Network? Yeah. Right, because Love Guru was the decade And three before. if you count Bob Star. Right, right. But see... His cameo and pop star is a perfect example about...
0: Where you're kind of like, okay.
1: This is where I'm like, Justin... But four if up. you
0: count in time.
1: In time also falls into the category in of like, I saw in time. Of course I saw in time. I saw in theaters. Opening weekend. They were out of time.
0: What do we think of Friends with Benefits? Now I'm just looking at Justin.
1: Here's my take on Friends with Benefits.
0: Neil Kunis rules. Mm. Justin's a problem. Someone needs to rate him in. And he sings a song, maybe? Does he sing a song he in that one? He sings Closing Time. Oh, Closing yeah. Closing Time. What about-
1: I'm, I'm just in Timberlake. Um,
0: Southland Tales, very compelling scene where he lip syncs to the killers. I
1: think that's kind of a good performance. Yeah.
0: What about um, Wonder Wheel? For God, he was in that one. Wow. Well, you know that's my favorite director, and I yeah, want to talk about it for a very sure. long time. Sure. What about uh, The Love Guru? He's been in a lot I made of that movies. Joke. I made that joke. He's been in so many movies. Yes, he has. You made that joke what? That, that The Love Guru exists?
1: No, I made it, and everyone laughed, and they gave me an Obie, and you moved on. You said he's been in two of the five best movies in oh, the last decade, and I went right because Love Guru was the oh, decade sorry, previous. I'm sorry. I talked over you. Well, it was very funny, and I got the awards I deserved.
0: What about- I'm a big, big special um, boy. I'm going down here. Shrek the Third. Yeah, yeah, he's in Shrek the Third. I Which know.
1: Martin, March Madness, be damned! We Apparently, hopefully he's never in talk Yogi about. Bear. Was he course, Bam Bam? He's Boo Boo. I mean, Boo Boo. Put some respect <laughs> on that name, David. This is, Bam Bam's the Flintstones. Right? Correct. This is another example of me going like, does Justin Timberlake need to be Boo Boo? <laughs> like, come on, who do you want to be, Boo Boo? I don't Griffin know, Griffin Newman. Well, I mean, look, not a bad take. Maybe it's time for a reboot: dark and gritty Yogi. Um, no, but Rachel, I- do
0: you know about the Yogi Bear poster? No. No,
1: come here, come here. Rachel, you must see this. Uh, Yogi Bear has the worst poster tagline combination of all time. Oh, you told me about this. Of course, the tagline is, Great things come in bears, which barely tracks as a joke. But to make it worse, the poster <laughs> is, Yogi standing directly behind Boo Boo, towering over him, almost as if, your mind could wander to the idea. Let's, she- just, let's just leave it there.
0: Um, but yeah, it's just great. It's just great. He's having sex with boobie <laughs> from behind. It's just funny because then they pivoted to like life's a picnic. And then they were right. like, oh, right. It's Yogi
1: Bear. We, there's plenty of other things we can do. Here's what I find most offensive about that poster tagline combination. You're implying that Yogi is a great thing? <laughs> sure, he's all right, isn't he? Because he inarguably is coming in a bear. That is, there's
0: no question. Quiet? Quiet. What about Runner Runner?
1: I mean, another example of just like, Justin, what are runner, we doing runner. here?
0: Affleck's in that. Yeah. And Gemma Archerton. Who I feel like never got. She, she kind of got, she made a couple bad, you know, choices. And yeah, and like almost got, like,
1: she was... Almost the Numi Rapace role in Prometheus. Mm. She was almost the Scarlett Johansson role in Under the Skin. Wow. That'd she, be interesting. She was the choice. Okay. And they told Jonathan Glazer that he could make Get couldn't a bigger get the
0: actor. Sure. Right.
1: And I think she was in talks for Prometheus, and then Girl with the Dragon Tattoo came out, Numi Rapace became the new hot thing, mm. and they like slotted her in there. And then the ones she did take were like, runner, runner. Prince of
0: Persia. Uh, Clash Hansel of and the Gretel. Titans.
1: Right. You're like, she was in the big movies. Isn't that
0: radio? Uh, it has two titles. The boat that rocked is the uh, British title, I yes. believe. And pirate radio was the American title. I don't know why they felt the boat that rocked would baffle.
1: I mean, American audiences. They're both
0: such gripping titles.
1: <laughs> it was kind of like they were damned if you do, damned if you don't, because either <laughs> title is going to have audiences tearing down the doors to get into that theater. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, Timberlake, Justin Timberlake, we're talking about his acting career. But
1: why are we talking about but that? But
0: that's not what's really on the docket today.
1: Well, we're going to talk a little bit about both because this is a podcast about Mike Check, Mike Check filmographies. Yes, yes. Directors who have massive success earlier on in their careers are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion products they want. Sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce baby. And this has been a mini series on the films of the great Jonathan Demi. And we are closing it out, this miniseries titled Stop Making Podcasts, yep. with what is his final feature-length directing credit. Sad. He did a couple TV episodes after this, right? but he
0: passed. Did he really? I mean, he only died like a year after this movie came out.
1: I know. I think he yeah. has two or three TV episodes that at least air after no, I this. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, he was pretty prolific at the end of his career. Uh, despite the fact that uh, there was a little bit of a slowdown on uh, narrative films. Sure. But, but he, he was did, always very prolific. He did a lot of uh, documentaries in his last final years, a lot of TV, and he even did an off-Broadway show. Sure. His first time directing theater. He was a guy who was constantly experimenting until very end, and it was very sad uh, that we've lost him. Yes. Um, his birthday was pretty recent. There was sort of a— February 22nd. There was like a swell of uh, Twitter again of what would have been his 76th,
0: I believe, birthday. Uh, that sounds right. 76th or 77th, yeah.
1: Um, but he really was a -a one-of-a-kind special guy, and I'm very happy we've talked about him, and we'll get emotional at the end of this episode when we wrap up our thoughts, but we're using Mm. Justin Timberlake plus plus Symbol, the Tennessee kids, as an excuse to, to get our final thoughts out there and to also sort of acknowledge some of the other work he did because in... The, this miniseries we've done, we only covered two of his documentary films proper. Yeah. Stop Making Sense main feed. swim so in Cambodia Patreon. Right. In total, he made 12 or 15 feature length
0: documentaries. Well, you know, I'll watch them sometime. i watch I'm busy.
1: I watch I'm Carolyn Parker and mm. Storefront Hitchcock.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Some I, of them are very hard to find. Yes. Yeah, like Cousin, Cousin Bobby, Bobby is like which is one of the ones that's supposed to be incredible. The one that I'm really fascinated to watch. Yes. Know.
1: And I couldn't even find it through Cough Cough Illegal Channels. Uh, I tried. Um and I ambitiously thought at the beginning of this miniseries, because it's been so long, wow. that I would somehow find we the time to watch all
0: of the docs. All sorts of things. Even if they
1: were off uh subject, but I didn't. I watched I'm Carolyn Parker, which is about a woman displaced in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, which is a wonderful film, and I watched Storefront Hitchcock, which is another amazing concert film.
0: 150 bucks for a VHS at Cousin Bobby. This is
1: the thing. It's like that's the only way to access it. Mm-hmm. And then another
0: twenty bucks with a VHS player. Yeah, right. Exactly. Excuse me, Rachel. I have
1: a VHS player because I own too many things. Yeah, Jesus, I do not have a VHS because my apartment player. is a nightmare. Of <laughs> course, I have a VHS player. Um, I own too many pieces of garbage, like a VHS player. Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 You don't need
0: a VHS player. I know. You know, like ten- you know, because the other problem is that that encourages you to have VHSs, which is another space taker sure. upper. I have not bought one in a while. I will say, ten years ago.
1: There was a set of under 10 films that were amongst my favorites that had never been released on DVD or But that's right, that sort of I think there is never, now zero now, films yeah. I have on VHS they've, they've that I don't. They've got them all off. Yeah, yeah, I think pretty much. Uh, especially just with the ones you can just rent on Apple yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the ones you don't rent on Amazon because they're a bad company. That's done everything wrong.
2: Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows medical better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk
1: today. Um but yes, Justin Timberlake in The Tennessee Kid. His final film and feels very much like Justin Timberlake being like I love Stop Making
0: Sense. Yeah. I'm doing this tour. Right. Would you like to film it?
1: I would love, now that I am Justin Timberlake and I can kind of do whatever I want, to have Jonathan Demi make my concert film. Which he'd never really done a concert film before. I'm sure he's had filmed concerts.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. No. He hadn't. I mean, this is only... The 2020s are like his third and fourth albums. Like it's not like yeah. he. There must be an NSYNC movie.
1: That's what I'm saying. There must be right? some VHS. I mean, a reason to keep your VCR. Mm-hmm. There must be some
0: like no strings attached. Well, I I'm not video. talking about oh, on the line, the romantic comedy starring Lance Bass and Joey Fatone from right. 2001.
1: Right, which many view as canon within the NSYNC universe.
0: <laughs> uh, which he is not. But there, uh, NSYNC bigger than live. Uh, you, right. There you go.
1: But I imagine that's a pretty straightforward kind of just like. Here's a
0: concert you can watch at yeah, home. Yeah. Yeah. Get a chance to see NSYNC perform on your television screen in their own concert film. That's the, the plot description of NSYNC Bigger Than Live.
1: Now, what we, know, we were sort of out. talking about at the beginning of this episode, it feels like the 2010s were Justin Timberlake trying to fight against being a musician, by
0: and large. The 2010s. Right? You think so? Fight against being a musician? I yes. think he just wanted to become a movie star. Exactly. I don't think it, that counted as fighting against okay. his it, music. If not fight science. against, no. I
1: think he very much wanted to background his music career so that he could really focus on the movie star thing. Because I think he wanted to be someone who was seen
0: equally as both. He, right? I'd, I'd love to chart exactly how it all worked for him, but definitely the combo of SNL, yes. him becoming such a a popular whatever, which has always drop in guy irked me.
1: Because I think he does he's a like, fine job yeah, he's on like SNL, pretty funny.
0: and then he you shows know, up and like, people
1: act like he's Steve well, Martin. You know,
0: people talk about athlete funny, right? Where yeah. it's like, you know, athletes. It's like those guys are so funny, and it's right. like, no, they're they're like okay, right. you know, And they, they can but you're handle. You're like themselves. LeBron is incredibly athlete funny. LeBron would be at the absolute highest, right? right? And then, but then, yeah, right. You know, like when SNL's hosted by like J.J. Watt and you're like, yeah, this guy's like, you know, he's okay. Yeah, he's, like, he's charming yeah. enough. You get right. a good try award. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and
1: Timberlake has a little bit of that energy. Sure. Despite the fact that he is like a stage kid, child performer. Like he's been you performing know, his entire his life. His
0: entire life. I and mean, that is crazy. His entire life. I was, when I was watching this last night with Full yeah. Key, like we were, I was just like, right. He's literally only been a musician. Mm-hmm. Like acting was a new job for him. Well, that was like that. Maybe he was just like, "I'd like another job." Except his
1: starting point was the Mickey Mouse Club, where he sure, was doing true, both. Sure. That's acting, right? I guess. he was doing both. I mean, he was doing little skits, yeah, and he was doing songs and dances.
0: But even before then, he was like, "Look, he was raised by musicians, yeah. you know, and he was like a little kid singing like gospel music in church sure. and singing country music on Star Search and right. all that stuff, like." That's his entire life. Yes. Right.
1: But but yes, uh, he he was doing acting stuff and he was, uh, you know, being in a band like NSYNC involves a lot of acting. You know, it's not like a normal band with normal concerts. There's intense choreography and you're doing music videos that have dialogue scenes in them, you know, and they're doing so many like appearances on
0: other things. But yeah, it's like post Future Sex Love Sounds mm-hmm. is sort of. His big second solo album. What's the
1: first one called again?
0: Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Justified. Right. Of course of course, of course. of course. Of course. Of course.
1: Where everyone went like, huh, Justin Solo. Who knew he was kind of, had the potential to be like an usher?
0: Well, just because the 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 legacy of the boy band right. guy going solo Never is. Worked. Right. Right. So he, he kind of, you know, he knew what to do. He worked with Timbaland. He worked with the Nip. Like he knew who to work with. Right. He, Right, like he, he he was always like very smart about like how to evolve his career. He, he comes out of the boy's own thing. He makes singles that people actually like. like and, yes. Becomes and a solo act that's actually like musically impressive.
1: He kind of takes the lane of I'm going to do Blue-Eyed Soul. Sure. But with kind of.
0: R&B. Yeah, and then Future Sex Love Sounds is him being like, I'm going to be like Prince, you right. know, or whatever. And, like, that's bold, and, and people mostly went for it. Yes. Uh, that album's good.
1: Yeah, yes, yes. I like that album. I do. Congratulations. I Thank you. That means the world to me. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yes, I think the other part of it is, the thing that he sort of most successfully transitioned to is, uh, he, he went from being teen heartthrob to adult sexy. And the fact that he did that largely through making albums that are mostly overtly sexual. And shaving
0: his head. Yes. Which was just Big a huge decision. The old hair was so goofy. I,
1: I would just, like, you know, I was in the in sync age, right? Yeah. I was more of a Backstreet Boys kid.
0: Oh,
1: of course. Right. So in a Jets and Sharks way, I was like, fucking in sync. There are a couple songs I couldn't deny, but I was like, not a fan. Mm-hmm. But I would go over to girls' apartments, humble brag. For play dates. Humble brag. After school supervised by parents. Humble brag. And they'd have the Justin posters on their wall. And I'd be like, this fucking guy? Look at his dumb hair. Like, I could never get over the, like, bleached ringlets. Yeah.
0: It's very specific.
1: And then he shaved his head and, like, put on a suit jacket. And I was like,
0: God damn, damn it. This, this guy's guy handsome. This guy's like a fucking vest on now. Oh, this fuck. Looks great. Fuck. It looks like a anyway, snack but time. Then, post that. Yes. He kind of, you're right. He's sort of like, you know what? You know, going on a bit of a hiatus. He, he had done in the in the in the year after he does a lot of collaborations. Then he's like, I'm gonna do some acting. And Future Sex Love Sounds is 2007.
1: Yeah, and 2008 is uh, Shrek the uh, Love Guru. I'm sorry, I believe that's nine. Let look it up. It might be eight. I can't remember. I think Love Guru is eight, and Shrek the Third is seven. And it was this thing where like he's doing these two Mike Myers movies, and then they were doing a lot of like talk shows together, and then Mike Myers was doing this like. Promotor of Bruce like, Asia. Justin Timberlake's a real actor. Justin Timberlake's a real actor. He's great. He's going to be a real actor. And both of those movies kind of don't do anything for him. He is very annoying in Shrek the Third. Do you remember this? Which is the worst of the Shrek films. Yeah, a movie that does not exist. With Jeff Bridges? It's like a road trip movie? Father-son. The open road. Road trip dramedy starring. Hey Mara. Yeah. Like, what is this movie? I don't know. So then it feels like he, like, backs off again and is like, got to re-strategize the movie career thing. I don't think
0: that's true because then he does social network. I think well, he I just was gonna, stuck, stuck with it.
1: I was going to say, I think social network is him re-strategizing to the goal isn't to be in the biggest movies. The goal is I got to get in the right movies.
0: And I shouldn't worry about being a star. I should just work with good directors. I will play the third lead in this film rather than he, being the everyone guy. everyone likes him. So I think he's one of those yes. guys who's just, like, he's professional. He shows up. Yeah. He's very enthusiastic. He'll take direction. Like, he, you know, I don't think he's a very ego-y no. actor. No. Which is why he has such a good reputation and why, like, the Finchers of the world will well, work with him. there's and,
1: the story about when Fincher hired him and he went, look, I know you're a big star and you're used to doing, like, Sure. You know, music and stuff, you're not used to acting. So I'm not going to hold you the same standard as the other actors and make you do 100 takes.
0: Right. With the Fincher thing, it makes you do 100 takes. And then Justin
1: Timberlake was like, Are you kidding me? I was in a boy band. I'm used to doing everything 500 times. Right. 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 You have no idea how hard we had to work out the choreography for our live shows. I'm a machine. I can do this at Infinium. And Fincher was like, This is my fucking guy. Not that he ever worked with him again. Yeah,
0: exactly. I was, well, he only made one more movie. But it was another no, thing,
1: too. 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 It's another thing where then Fincher goes to people like, I'm very impressed with Justin Timberlake doing the press. He's like, this guy's a real actor. And that's the one where people start to take him a little seriously.
0: I think he's totally good in, as you say, movies that are made by, you know, good movies that are made by good filmmakers. I will also say that, like, I've seen Bad Teacher. I forgot he was in it. Who's he in that? He plays the nerdy guy. Great. I've seen, like, I never saw,
1: you know. and He's, like, the second lead in that movie. I mean, she ends up with, or she's trying to.
0: Yeah, Siegel to leave is his the wife. coach. Right. Right. She yeah, ends she's up with. after Timberlake. Yes. But Siegel's the guy who's sort of just like chilling. Yeah. And you're like, well, they're, she's gonna end up with Siegel, even though right. Siegel's like four times the size of Cameron Diaz. But he's ostensibly the second lead of that <laughs> and film. And then Siegel and Cameron Diaz did another movie together. So do you weird. think they're like pals? I
1: guess. And then Siegel and Cameron Diaz both kind of retired from being in movies? Siegel was
0: just on a uh, Simmons's podcast, and he was—he is a fascinating person. That is, he's not pretentious at all. He's just yes. like I was an idiot. I thought being on How I Met Your Mother was bad. Yeah, like I would complain about it at the time, being like, "Oh, I could be doing." And I'm like, "That was a lovely show. All With, the people like, nice were nice. People, right? I was yeah. making all so much money. Like, what's my fucking problem?" Like, and, and he
1: has been very open about the fact that he had very serious drinking problems. Yes. And I think sex tape was the end of the road for him where he was like, what am I doing being in big, stupid movies and backed away and has only appeared in a handful of indies yeah. since 2012? Uh, yeah. Right? Hey, we're not here to talk about Jason. We're not here to talk about it. We're talking about Justin Timberlake. But all of this movie star career stuff is important because then you get like things like Runner Runner where he's like, I can do my own like serious adult thriller. And everyone's like, hard pass. They don't need it. Right? Friends with Benefits, which ends up
0: sort of being uh, Bridesmaid 2. No strings attached. Yeah, the only thing I would say that we're not counting is that earlier, when he's a movie, when he's a pop star, mm-hmm. run of like Edison, Alpha Dog, Southland Tales, Black Snake Moon, when he is. Yeah, fine in all those movies. He's fine, to fine good. in all those movies. Playing supporting roles. Right. So he actually always has been pretty good about like you know, I, I'm pretty egoless. Like right. I don't need to be. You know.
1: But but to be fair, the energy around those performances felt closer to like when Beyonce's in a movie. Sure. Where right. it's like whether no, it's or, or not she's Kimberly. good, it's like isn't it crazy that this international music star is in a movie? Right. From 2007 on, he's like I want to be seen as equally an actor and a musician. And so twenty 20- comedian. And a comedian, right. Uh, he's so funny because he shows up and he says a joke.
0: Uh, <laughs> hey, what's the funniest thing he ever did on thank SNL? You, thank you. I don't even dislike him on SNL. I, I just don't... I can tell you what I think. It, I think he's
1: fine on it. My, I, I resent him only because everyone overrates his I performances. I resent
0: is too strong. I like Justin. I, 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 resent, I should
1: resent how much credit him, he yes. gets. And I also think the more credit he's gotten for SNL hosting, the more his SNL hosting and you know, uh, pop-up appearances and other comedy things become wink-wink, look at the audience, isn't it funny that I'm Justin Timberlake in this?
0: He did kind of stop, though. I feel like he hasn't done a lot of SNL over no. in the years. The sort of Fallon thing has faded in general. But his pop
1: star appearance is like the one bit in that movie that irks I don't, me. I don't remember it. It's all like, oh, yeah, people say I could never be a pop star, so I'm here in the kitchen. Like, it's all meta jokes about, uh, yeah. I don't have what it takes. He plays his chef or something, and there was a sketch that was like, all the immigrants on, on the boat heading to Ellis Island and everyone's talking about what they dream their ancestors could accomplish in America. And he's saying, I want my grandson to be a pop star. He'll be in a boy band and then he'll do this. It's all jokes about he him. He
0: hasn't been on SNL in, t- in seven years. I give him credit for that. Yeah, he, I think he really did call it quits. I mean, he did the 40th special. Yeah, but, you know, Of course. Who cares? That's. Yeah, I guess it's that. You know? But, but Post-Sandberg. That...
1: But the 40th special opens with him and Fallon doing yeah. a medley of all the
0: SNL songs. Yeah, and the last two times—the last time he appeared was when Fallon hosted, and he was the musical makes guest. Makes sense. Right.
1: right. Those are his two guys. It's Sandberg and Fallon are his two ends. Right. It makes sense he's not coming back if they're not.
0: And the I 40- would argue that Fallon—I re- mean, Fallon, whatever, and Sandberg has a better idea of how to make him funny. Correct. Fallon, in a way— uh,
1: what what am I going to say? It's
0: funny. Well, this is so great. Oh, my God. This guy is right here. He's Justin Timberlake.
1: fallon has got a lot of the same problems as Timberlake. Yeah, what
0: are you talking about? So br- this is, we're having a great time. They maybe bring
1: out the worst in each other. Boy,
0: worst? Sa- it's only good in the world.
1: Samberg brings out the best <laughs> in Timberlake, usually. Sure. He frames it very well. Um, he he makes him a fool, yes. and, as he loves to make himself a fool, and that's fun. I have my answer for you. Okay, fine. Here's what I think the funniest thing Justin Timberlake's ever done on SNL is. Sure. A Barry Gibb Talk Show. Yeah, that's That's funny. his best comedic performance.
0: Yeah, right, right.
1: That's funny. Yeah, he's very good but there. But then it got a little boring. Sure. But that's, I mean, they did it 18 I mean, times. They did it too
0: many times. But he anyway,
1: is always consistently very good in that.
0: But when this is rolling around, yes. 2016. Yeah. He releases the 2020 Experience albums, uh-huh. which I would say are bloated and mixed. Very, very sort of mediocre. They've got some bangers, but they've got a lot of chaff. Yeah. Here's a very important
1: thing that I want to point out, because yeah. this is my whole thesis about him sort of oh thesis. his music career. Yeah. He signed a three-record deal for the 2010s. Yeah, and he really had to like. And 2016 came around, and they're like, "You're zero albums." No, 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 no.
0: He released those in 2013 and 2014. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, but you're right that. The second one, it's, it's like, he's like, this is my fourth studio album. And you're like, this is like a remix album, totally. basically. Right. Right. So it, there was that stretching, and then he slips in. like no, it's not. It's like a B-Sides
1: album. Right. Almost. right. But he was like, no, this is a real album. It's right. a real album. Contractually, it's a real album. <laughs> and then, uh, what's it called? Man of the Woods? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is very much him, like, gun I've, to the back of his I head. I never
0: even listened to that.
1: I, I saw the music video. It's
0: wild that.
1: Where he w- looks like Donald the guy Trump, Trump who Jr. Was- <laughs> on the tree stump. <laughs> And I saw the name of it and I said, I never need to engage with this. No one engaged with it. What were you going to say? It's wild that. Just
0: like the, a guy who was arguably like the biggest pop star yes. of my teenage years. Yeah. Like released an album and people weren't even mad. They're just like, no, that's all right. We're not going to. Because
1: the this. headline was, look, it's a contractual thing. He's got to get something out. He made this album in like three months. The story was that they like came to him and they were like, you need to start working now. And he made that whole album very
0: quickly we once ate at his restaurant it's actually pretty good it's not bad we ate there after seeing jack reacher never go back see that i could not remember i remember it was after seeing a
1: movie i have really good memory only when it's in relation to so, times and places i saw movies hospitality i believe yeah. it's called i yeah. think it might be gone i can't remember is it still there i think it's a little chain i think it exists in multiple places i believe it's still there in hell's kitchen It's gone really too bad there used to be one on the upper east side is that gone Looks like they're all
0: gone. Well, oh, apparently Justin has set
1: the record straight. I know this is about... All right, whatever. It doesn't matter. That Holding hands with that lady? Is that what it's about? He was holding hands with a lady? He was spotted holding hands with a lady in New Orleans, And the problem <laughs> is that lady was not Jessica Biel. But who was it? A lady who was in a movie that he's starring in that's like... He's doing like a modern Oliver Twist movie where he's playing the Artful Dodger. Jesus Christ!
0: It's like a, it's, Alicia Wainwright. Is yeah. she a Wainwright? I don't think so. But he was holding that hand. Oh Jesus! The son needs my consent now. Come on, let me find a less offensive website.
1: Yeah. Let's
0: try page six. You
1: don't <laughs> give me. It. Do not offensive. give me your consent.
0: Uh, he was holding that hand. She's younger than him. Yeah. They're not holding hands. She has her hand on his knee. Uh, oh wait a second. Maybe there's a second picture. Oh. They you zoomed found in. You found it. Oh no! Yep. Sorry. They zoomed them. Um, I drank way too much that night and I regret my behavior. Laps wow. Jeez. Yeah. Justin. Yeah. This is another thing I don't like about Justin Timberlake. He's got a kid. You know, they got, they had a son. Forky was asking me about um, like because she's watching this with me and she's like. She's like what is it, eighteen months of this? Like, yeah. Do you see your family? Does anyone else? Like, yeah. what the, you know. And I'm showing her like the dates, and she's like, "It's yeah. like every two days." Like, how does this work? And then I look up, and her his son is born three months after this show. So Which I'm is like, the last one. Yeah. You know, they, they got pregnant in the middle of this tour. Yeah. So I guess she's hanging out. Maybe she's in and out. Right. Yeah, clearly, family. he had some off time.
1: <laughs> the busy work. What don't you like about him? Here's another thing I don't like about him. Three times is a pattern, okay? He has at least three times, if not more, gotten in hot water and kind of thrown the woman involved under the yeah, bus. Yeah, well, he
0: totally threw Janet Jackson under the bus. Yes. That's and the one I remember. I would argue the, he threw Britney under the bus. I guess so. That was right. Like, it, That's it, such a past era of yes. tabloids.
1: Yeah. But, but yeah, I, yeah, I he think he did. manipulated a very sexist media at the time. Oh, definitely. When he was trying to make Britney, himself Britney serious Britney got screwed over. and push himself out of that. But he always was cashing in on I'm the victim he has a little bit of that Teflon thing yeah
0: and he kind of does here yeah and this show I find this movie to be kind of excellent yeah I think it's very well directed unsurprisingly yes Uh, and I think that he's a very polished performer who is you know mostly charming or whatever but there is that sort of polished thing I mean, look, if you compare this to Stop Making polished, Sense, it's right. a terrible comparison. Horrible. But you shouldn't do that. No, you should That's a ridiculous comparison. Maybe. But the problem is, this podcast forces us to compare <laughs> the two of them. Because, this is the Gilded Cage we I mean, made but for that ourselves. But it's not only is Stop Making Sense, just a totally different kind of show, different yes. kind of performer, but also, like, that's the best concert movie ever made. Right. And But, but you hire the it's guy true. who made the best
1: one. But I would hire him. Of course. Who would you hire? Jonathan Demi? Exactly. I'd I'd pull out the Necronomicon. I'd figure it out.
0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The, The
1: point is... I'm not saying he made the wrong choice by hiring Jonathan Demi, and I'm not saying it was an act of hubris to try to topple Stop Making Sense, but also them being by the same guy forces us to look at the two of them, right, Mm -hmm. and forces you to compare his stage show to Talking Heads stage show, which is not a comparison you should make. But if we just get into personal preference, I'm not a huge fan of Polish. That's just my taste. Me, I don't like polish. What do you mean? You don't like polish? I don't love the Should taste I of polish. keep doing my Fallon? Yeah, do your Fallon. Oh and I'll God, do my this Justin.
0: This crazy. I, I went to this show. Uh, I, Jimmy, I that's
1: great. It. That's great. That's so funny, Jimmy. <laughs> um, oh, man, Jimmy, that's funny.
0: Um, I think this is interesting to think about the evolution of these kinds of shows. When sure. like the Talking Heads are doing that show in the early 80s, there's no such thing as a stadium tour, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and certainly, there is not the production value, right, even re- available to you to have like a catwalk that moves up and down the s- you know the arena. And- I,
1: I guess arena rock is starting around that. It's time. around
0: then. It's like the U 2s of the world, but right. even they, I think it's sort of like I mean, their stadium shows exist, of course. Like you know, but, but, but like I'm it's pretty stripped down. It's like they come out, shit, they play like their, their loud music. Crew and Kiss are starting to do like weirder yeah, shit. Those guys, right, right. right? Where it's a big bigger production,
1: right? And it's like we're gonna put Tommy Lee on a platform. We're gonna have explosions, like- but
0: it's still at the end of the day like a rock band yes and then I I don't know when the like I guess it's in the 90s that the the pop tour that will have a lot of you know like a pop star which at that
1: point it's like it also needs to sort of function as theater yeah multiple costume changes and scenes scenes, right and and it's so much dancing I mean it must be so exhausting. That's another thing. I just kind of get watching stressed him, out watching I am this impressed. Movie. Like it, I'm impressed. To sing I and dance at the same time. Out. And you see him sweating so much. Yeah. Which is a nice relief. Every time he cuts into a close-up, you see him sweating. And I'm like, cool. He is a human. He's not an automaton. But also, I'm like, why are we making anyone do this? Why wow, is I he mean, making himself he's, do? he's making
0: so much money. This thing fucking makes money hand over fist. I know. He makes so much money. I saw him when I was a teenager. Uh and it was sort of been would have been for his first album. Okay. For uh, like, Justified. Yeah. And like an three, O3. Yeah, and he was like on this crane yeah. that like, you know, would like move around and he would like beatbox. Remember, he was really into yeah. beatboxing.
1: is on like a fucking kook arm. Like yeah. the Harry Potter yeah, ride. Yeah, like
0: he was cherry picking, you know, like he sure. was gonna <laughs> rescue some cats from the rafters. Um but I just remember at the time being like very impressed with just just the the enormity of his effort was sure. so obvious which
1: is how I also felt when I went to concerts when I was 13 or 14
0: no but no come on i was going to i went to a lot of rock shows like as i mostly went to rock shows and like that's like like the strokes would come out yeah. and they'd be like we don't do any fucking encore[s]. And then they would like play for half an hour, and they would leave. they are like, and Look, you're like
1: they're so stoned. I think we <laughs> went such a waste of everyone's money. I think we went to a lot of the same concerts in those years. We well, were in was, the same age and similar different sensibilities. City, was a different city, we're talking New York City. Uh, no, we were no, both no, going, no, going to like Roseland nice Ballroom.
0: Mm-hmm. I was in London. My friend I was going to the Brixton Academy. Going you to would, the forum.
1: Why would you fly all the way to London to see bands that were playing
0: in New York where you live? I saw JT at Wembley Stadium. Or but Wimble I don't arena. understand. He did he New Wimble York Wimble dates.
1: Why didn't you go to the New York dates? They were. I lived in London. What? Oh, my God.
0: Sorry that you were not prepared for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I backed away training. from the mic. Producer in training, <laughs> Working <sighs> the
1: board. I backed away. My point is, I think we were seeing a lot of the same acts because of our taste in music and the time, right? Sure. And I preferred musically groups like The Strokes. But yes, there was no sort of uh, uh, commitment to stagecraft there. No,
0: not at all. (laughs) And I I saw like Oasis or whatever where like Liam Gallagher was just actively hostile would sit down yeah. <laughs> like if he had nothing to do and just kind of stare into space throw water at people like he would seem to be like sure. I paid money <laughs> like right. this is an uncomfortable experience for me <laughs>
1: like, I remember going to a uh, Vines concert
0: oh god where that well, guy he was, was yes. he he had some issues he was great, an yeah. ill man yeah but uh, he was drinking god Ill. he went to a vine I went to a Vines show yeah we
1: probably went Woo. to the same one New no mine was at the Brixton Academy what? maniac so I went to a Vines. Sh- this is what yeah, I'm, I'm saying. Sure. I think we probably went to a lot of the same tours. Sure, sure. Right. We tours. were in a similar generation. Yes, in the same city. And the Vines guy was drinking Craig, on stage. Craig Gillespie? Craig, I, no, that's no, the that's director
0: of It was Craig something.
1: What if it turned out that the director of Itania used to be the lead? Craig Lindsay. Nichols. Craig Nichols. Yeah. I was a big Vines fan. But he was drinking on stage and then just in the middle of a song, like turned his head and glared off stage. And then, like, a roadie sheepishly came on stage with a different guitar. Uh And then he would just look at him and hold up his arms like a toddler who wanted his mom to take off his shirt. Uh And would make them remove the other guitar. he wouldn't even remove his own guitar. And then put the new one on him. Wow. And he wouldn't say That's some
0: real, like, I'm 23 and suddenly I'm the boss of everyone energy or whatever. So
1: when I would go see a pop concert where there were pyrotechnics and choreography and that, and that that sort of stuff.
0: I would be very impressed. I'd be like, wow, they're doing a lot of work. I went to a Libertine show where, like, the, the Carl and um, Pete fought on stage. They started punching each other. Anyway. Um, you yes. know what I'm saying. When also, when also, like, this is a show where, like, you need to be concerned for your performer's safety. Like, yes. this, is a, this is, like you say, there's, it's, it's theater. Like, you But gotta-
1: also, we're both fans of theater. So sure. even though we like, like, rock music, and to some degree we're buying into the bullshit of these people's behaviors, right, if we're going to these shows. Sure. There's also just uh, an appreciation that you and I have for that kind of stagecraft, the preparation, the work, the rehearsal that clearly goes into something like this. That having been said, as I've gotten older, it has just become
0: not my tempo. Well, you're not going to go to one. Yeah. I mean, we're old. We're old fogies. We're old fogies. Oh, God. Do you know? I'm now more in the zone where I'm like, Paul McCartney's doing another farewell tour? Maybe I'll go, or I think, whatever. I think the last concert I went to... I don't know why I lifted my mug. Like, it's just an old person, it I guess, it just it was, has no, a mug. It was good
1: physical comedy you were right. committing to the bit. Ba- uh, old people have mugs. Mm. Um, it's a new stereotype. Uh, I was going to say, I think the last concert I went to of my own volition, outside of Friends of Mine. Like, I will go see Friends yeah. of Mine play, and I will go see them play at the smallest venue yeah, that right. they're playing at, yeah. right? Um, the last one I think yeah. I went to of my own volition was Yeah Yaz, sure. uh, which I went to with Romley when she was still in high school. So this was a handful of years ago. Yeah. And I spent the entire concert trying to justify to her – why being in the seats rather than in the standing area was the better thing to appreciate the music. Let
0: her go to the standing area. You that, stay in this. seats. That was the point. Yeah.
1: I realized at that moment, I am not of the mindset uh, to be going to these concerts anymore. Sure, I right. am making this experience lame for her. <laughs> she is 17. She should be having fun. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I just, you know, you don't want to stand. Your knees hurt. <laughs> Romley, this is a really good choice I
0: made. Wow.
1: And Fair then, enough. of course, the people sitting in front of us stood up, and then my point was negated. We were just That's far away from the The minute they come the
0: out, right, yeah. I know. I'm
1: a moron, and I'm an old man, and it's literally but, I'm the I, oldest person But you alive. could
0: go to this kind of a show. This is an arena, and you could, you know, you could I'm sorry. sit in a seat There was one thing right, I've right? gone to more He's, recently, which okay. was Pilot and I went to see
1: Janelle Monae, which was fucking amazing. Yeah. And was kind of the halfway point between where these was, two things. was it? Like the Barclays Center, or is it something? Was at the Hulu Theater, Madison Square oh, The Hulu Theater. You gotta, you gotta um, stream it at the Hulu Theater, <laughs> that bright green theater. Well, this but show, but that that show has a lot of video elements. It's a lot of costume yeah, changes, sure, sure. but also feels Janelle as much as she she's is a very, very physical performer, performer. She is a little closer to James Brown than Justin Timberlake, where it's like she's being moved by the thing, and she's constantly moving, mm-hmm. and it's very physical. But it feels a little more organic.
0: This show, yes, which we're, we're watching a production. At, I believe the MGM Theater, right, or whatever it's called in Vegas. It's in his in last Vegas. show, MGM of tour. Grand Garden Arena. Well, it's his last bad. show on mm-hmm. a gigantic, basically two-year tour. Yeah, and Demi doesn't do the same shit he did with "Stop Making no. Sense" at all. No, the first ten minutes of it are this kind of lovely. He's introducing you to every member of the band, mm-hmm. and they say where they're from, and they say like you know. Something about themselves.
1: Yes. And um, most of them are from Tennessee.
0: Not most, but a lot. A lot of them.
1: Well, you know, he's Tennessee kids. That's my point.
0: He's a Memphis boy. Right. Um, And throughout. And, and
1: he is truly a Southern gentleman. But I feel like uh, popular culture tends to smooth people out and make everyone kind of mid-Atlantic. And the last 10 years, he's tried to reclaim a lot more of his Southern heritage. Yeah,
0: he owns a stake in the Memphis Grizzlies. It's a basketball team. Well, Great! Congratulations. Um, and apparently, uh, um, he has a partnership with Sauza liquor. I'm just reading his uh, his very they all these celebrities. But I do think, uh,
1: because a show like this tends to be so much a sort of a tribute to the greatness of the one performer, the center spotlight. And it's not what he's doing. It's a very demi touch to be like, I want to underline how many people it takes to make this show. Yes. And that these people are also on the road with him for a year and a half. And, and that's their lives are all in on this, and they're a family. Right. Right.
0: This tour was actually, it was called the JT 2020 experience or whatever. And they were like four years early. That's true. Um, but, uh, but the movie is called Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids.
1: Classic Demi reframing. Yes. But I mean, Generosity.
0: The show is very, it does spotlight the other performers a lot, and he lets them sort of, you know, they have verses sometimes and they have, you know, little performances and but, stuff like but that. But even in terms of the
1: lighting setup. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean,
0: look, it's a Justin Timberlake show. That's my yeah, point. Right, right, right. You know.
1: So, unlike Talking Heads, where their show already has that narrative structure that spotlights everyone really individually, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, every performer on stage really gets moments. Demi has to throw in a little bit of narrative refocusing before the concert itself starts. Yeah. by by letting you spend time with all these people, which is very nice and my favorite part of the movie.
0: Um, I do like that. I like the whole thing though I find it very comforting and easy to watch like I, it's it, it's an I've seen it before. it's a very easy watch.
1: It's easy to watch. Uh, I was not expecting and was pleasantly surprised by the fact that it is uh, a concert that uh, covers his whole career and isn't just him doing 2020 experience stuff. Yeah. Doesn't do in sync stuff, but uh, he has covers and he has uh, songs from all of his first four albums. Yeah. I like that. Sure. That having been said, it is that weird thing now where it's like, after the years of, I'm not a boy band guy, I'm like a sexual dude, I'm like in this, I'm hard. He's bringing sexy back. He's bringing sexy back, and now it's a very theatrical, very high concept, sort of like, I'm like a 1920s big band, Mm -hmm. sort of. Aesthetic. I'm wearing the full three-piece suit, which looks so hot. Tom and, Ford designed. But I was, I was gonna say, it looks physically like very warm to be wearing on that stage while dancing in that way with those lights on you. Oh my god! I got stressed out looking at him not removing items of clothing. I want. I was like, just do you think he wears something please underneath, unbuttoned.
0: like some kind of like sweat-wicking maybe clothes?
1: There are those things too. Uh, which we used on the Tick, but not nearly enough, uh, which they always use for like superhero the things. The
0: fans, like the internal fans. Well, that's the crazy Like a cooling things. system. They
1: built that into Peter's costume for season two. Uh, but um, no, the thing they do is they they have these things that are like astronaut shirts that are like very tight. There's like a shirt version of it and there's like a full spandex bodysuit version of it. And there are plastic tubes sewn into it. And someone can, there's like a little tube port and your back and someone can unzip you and plug into that and then they run cool water mm. through the tube.
0: I would like one of those
1: just for day-to-day use. David, it is the number one greatest sensation I have ever felt.
0: I love water. I do too. I want one of those like those toilets that like, shoots water at you. I, w- I want water everywhere in my life. People say this and they usually don't mean it. And
1: I mean this from the bottom of my heart. It feels better than sex this thing. <laughs> and I, I did it I did. I had someone flick the switch, and I went. This must be why people like doing heroin. This one moment where suddenly this amazing relief comes. Right. But Justin Timberlake could not be doing that because he's on stage the entire time. No.
0: I don't know how he does that. I, I don't think know he just he sweats it out, feet. dude. I think he's just sweaty. And then he like takes a shower. Yeah. Right. What a shower! It must, must much- feel good. Yeah. Exactly. That must be a fun shower. Yeah.
1: Maybe he has an ice bath like he's a basketball player.
0: That is something that basketball players do that I also am like, I'm sure they're exhausted. Yeah. I'm sure they are, you know, their muscles are seizing right. up and all that. But, like, it seems really nice to walk off the court right. after, like, two and a half hours of hard exercise. If you're doing something that And intense. get in an ice bath and be like, ah, you know, like, yeah. do that. You do a nice noom routine, free plug. You know, Amari Stoudemire <laughs> you get an ice bath in
1: wine. What? Wine and ice?
0: I'll show it to you. Uh, I mean it was he, that was what I was. He was like, it's great. And it's and everyone else is like, he's making this like this is not there is no medical purpose. He tried to
1: argue it was actually better for his muscles rather than just being
0: Yeah, he, I think
1: yeah a not, way to big dog everybody. You're right.
0: Oh man. He loves bathing in wine.
1: Was it like good wine or was he like bathing in like I hope It wasn't
0: good wine. I, mean, I
1: just want to imagine an intern dumping Franzia into a, a tin bathtub.
0: Yeah, uh, well, according to a vinotherapy studio in a yeah. uh, in a Tuscadero, uh, the acids in the wine grape strengthen microcirculation. So fuck me for even even daring to. But also, he's fucking up with the the wine with the ice cubes. Uh, it's a fair, I'm not seeing any ice cubes here. It, oh, might, be, it might, just be, wine. might be just wine.
1: Then he's a purist and he's a good fan and he's got a sensitive palate. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Have we ever discussed this insane thing, five second anecdote, that my father every night drinks a coffee mug of red wine with ice cubes in it? My father, who is currently awaiting trial for war crimes, for that habit. I, his veins are probably awaiting trial for war crimes. They are. Why does he do—why why ice cubes? I don't know. It's the world's dirtiest coffee <laughs> mug that he fills to the brim. Is it always the same one? Is there, like, a wine mug? He's got, like—I'd say he's got four really dirty mugs in rotation. They're the same ones he's been using since 1994. Fair enough. He has other mugs. But I feel is like the his, wine does he drink is almost, wine
0: with dinner as well, like, or is this like this is his wine this for is the night? Post dinner, but he might have had some wine already.
1: It, I'd say often not unless he's going out. Yeah, in which case he probably wouldn't do it. You know. Yeah, but if he's like having a little dinner by himself, eating at home or whatever, then afterwards he strips down to just his boxer shorts, <laughs> lies down on the couch, puts on a twenty-four hour news channel, and drinks a
0: mug <laughs> of red wine with ice cubes. Oh boy, past and future guests, Peter Newman. All right, so I don't know the the show, the movie.
1: I mean, look the guy the guy it's pretty
0: cool. I like when he dances around. I said this thing in the
1: Stop Making Sense episode where I'm like, this movie is so undeniable. I can't see the way that anyone would have any complaint against it unless they just didn't like the Talking Heads music, mm-hmm. which I I also can't even really imagine, sure, right? Sure, And watching this, it's not that I hate Justin Timberlake. I'm conflicted on him. There are a lot of things about him that irritate me. There are a lot of things that I think are undeniable about him. But watching this, I was like, I would never of my own volition watch a 90-minute Justin Timberlake concert documentary if not directed by Jonathan Demme.
0: I might watch it. But you're right that the Demme sheen sort of... Right. I, I'm uh, I like. i just saying my yeah.
1: personal preference.
0: I just think it's this fascinating thing of like how corporate, and I don't even mean that in, entirely negatively. Sure. It's more, it's also just kind of how things have gone. Yes. But how corporate this kind of event feels. <laughs>
1: That's kind of the thing that bums me out.
0: But that, but it's not like Justin Timberlake no. is responsible. I'm not holding that against And world. it's also just the thing of like, if you're going to do something on this kind of a scale, yes. it has to feel like almost like a business operation. Yes, it's unavoidable, and
1: I think Jonathan Demme,
0: and he he's trying to find these little touches of humanity everywhere. Totally, and I like do. I love sense. He wants to
1: find these small moments of interaction. Like my between favorite the people thing on stage. about this movie
0: that yeah. I love is that the move the show ends. Mm-hmm. It was a great show. Everyone's cheering, mm-hmm. and then there's ten minutes of breaking down the sets. Love that the next day. Love and, that, and there's that kind of casual reveal that Timberlake is there. Yeah, sipping a coffee. Looking normal. Yeah. And I'm like, he doesn't have to be there for this shortly. He doesn't have to be there for the, like, you know, whatever. They yeah. take the catwalk down or whatever. But I, he's just hanging out too. And it's just kind of like, right. Cause this is all part of it. I'm going to say
1: something that you might fundamentally
0: disagree with. Okay.
1: Part of me wishes this movie were structured more like The Last Waltz, where rather than it being like 10 minutes of, you know, or eight minutes or whatever of interviewing the people who are part of the tour at the beginning and the breakdown at the end. And otherwise, it's just. Show, mm-hmm. I would like it if in between numbers there were some of those. I, I said, I knew I, you were going to disagree. I'm not with angry
0: this. with you. I know you're not angry. You I think then so then you that have, yeah, really. I do love you very much. Then you have a tour show on your hands.
1: Which, that's my, which taste. is a different thing. It's my taste. Well, that's interesting in yeah. and of
0: itself. But I'm I do not feel. I'm faulting
1: like, the movie for not doing that, my, obviously.
0: My problem with a tour show is that those things are so cliched and it's impossible to avoid cliches with e- them.
1: Except. Never Say Never, which is a really good movie.
0: I've never seen Never Say Never, Never but you say know, but really you know what I mean. Like you know, but it is a you know, yes, the, a, the aesthetics a, of the sort a of locked film, yeah. yeah.
1: And the other thing I wish, and once again, not holding against this movie that it's not these two other things. I think this movie is about as good as it could possibly be for what it is trying to do, and I, I don't mean that as faint praise. Okay, I think this is objectively an impressively put together show, and Jonathan Demi knows how to shoot musicians. Better than anyone who's ever done it. He really.
0: totally does. but And there are things that I feel like you don't see in these things where he zooms out and tries to take in the insane visuals. Yes. And not in a way where he's like, drink it in. Yeah. But where he's like, where the light patterns are just kind of dancing across yeah. the camera and it's just sort of like overwhelming. Yes. like And I feel like he wants you to just feel overwhelmed. He doesn't want you to feel like, awed, exactly. Yes. But just kind of like, Jesus. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Love that.
1: I was going to say the other thing, and this is just me thinking about a movie that I would prefer to see, not criticizing this movie for not being that, but something like Storefront Hitchcock, which is so creative where it's like, well, rather than just do a Robin Hitchcock concert film, why don't we put Robin Hitchcock in a storefront and have him just play there? And anyone who's walking by in the street might happen to see this concert. Sure. Which is such a cool kind of Jonathan Demi idea. That's
0: a great idea.
1: Yes. This film is much closer to the Neil Young documentaries that he's made. It's a concert movie. Which are the same kind of thing where you're just like, this is a nice guy making a really, really intelligent concert film. Yeah. Of a, a good professional. Seven out of ten. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's good. I I'd probably put it as a six, but I take a notch off just for liking Timberlake one point less than you do. That's not them.
0: I don't even like him that much.
1: I know, and I like him but one I like point like less him than all you right. do. Right? Exactly.
0: I'm, it, here's where I am with him. Yeah, he has not made any music of interest to me in many years, and yes. I don't care. Right. But if he did decide to make music that was in, of interest to me again, I'd be like, "Oh, that's nice." I, I am not resistant to
1: giving him praise when I think he has earned it, and I think he has earned it. A great number of times. And uh, what goes around comes around. I fucking love and I listen Mm. to that all the time. That's probably my favorite performance in this. Not only because it is my favorite song of his, but I also like that it is a very different interpretation of that song.
0: I like when he did Poison. Yes. The covers are good. What are the the other covers he did? he does Human Nature by way. Oh, right. Of course. Which, of course, when when you see that, it's interesting because it's like, you're like, of course, this is his number one. Musical yes. influence, right? Both in terms of how you know his age, like yeah. you know he grew up with that music, yes, and just like the way he. But like it is fascinating to consider all the implications. Of I that. know, and it is. He is good. It's a good, you know, it's a good uh, cover. It's a good. It's a know, good production cover. of it. It's yeah. a good
1: cover, but it's also one of those things where you're like, "Wow, 2016 feels a long time ago." <laughs> yeah. When he goes like, and of course I'm throwing it out to my number mm-hmm. one, and because like, he had just died.
0: No, he hadn't just no, died. Had, that he was died years ago. He died in 2011, 2012. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, he died earlier. He died in two thousand.
0: Stop screaming at me.
1: Hey, died. I think he died in two thousand
0: eight. Nine. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay. Yep.
1: This was in that period where In that
0: lull post death period where people were like, Well, you know what? Uh, you know, a lot of oh, a lot forget. of a lot of pluses and minuses, but in the end of the day, the music. Right? Like people were sort of just like, you know what? At the end of the day, the music's good.
1: It is a crazy thing. See, you're the one who's now yelling into the microphone. i never yelled in my life. Uh, Well, I love you. It's a crazy thing that Podcast The Riot has covered extensively, but that, like, uh, when the first wave of uh, allegations came out against Michael Jackson, they immediately pulled Michael Jackson out of Disney World, which was the most expensive attraction of all time, Captain EO. Yeah. And then when he died, they were like, oh, it's back. And it was back for seven years.
0: And then they pulled it again. When? After finding Neverland or whatever it's called. Yes. Or when it was on the
1: horizon. Leaving Neverland.
0: Leaving Neverland.
1: Yeah.
2: With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at LinkedIn.com slash Spoken. That's LinkedIn.com slash Spoken. Terms and conditions
1: apply. Do we want to do our demi rankings? Do we have anything left to say about this movie? My my ranking list is kind of crazy. What? Crazy? I I have like all these like switched arrows and I even think I might rethink a couple of these as I'm saying them. You're crazy.
0: You go first. So oh, you want me to go first because yours is crazy? I'll go first. Yeah, okay. I'll okay. do bottom to the top. Okay. I mean, I have twenty movies ranked here. It's so the twenty movies we covered.
1: Because it's a lot, it might be fun to go bottom to
0: top. All That's right. Fine. All right. So at number 20, a master builder. Wh- what? I'm sorry. Correct. Come in. <laughs> Come in. Nineteen. Crazy mama. <sighs> wow. 18. Swing shift. Now, that's theatrical. the release cut of the film, have which you, is what I'm ranking. Okay. I'm I not took a ranking cut. I took the directors. I cut. took a different. I just, as much as yeah. I loved watching it, I have not seen that thing in anything but a fucking, you know, VHS bootleg with a time code. Hey,
1: that's what makes you, you, and me, mm-hmm. me.
0: <laughs> Number 17, God, what's it even called? Fighting Mad. <laughs> okay. 16, Citizens Band. Mm-hmm. 15, Last Embrace. Mm-hmm. 14, Caged Heat. 13, Truth About Charlie. Wow. Too high? Too low?
1: Uh, Who can me say? Rethink. Who knows?
0: 12, Ricky and The Flash. Mm-hmm. 11, Beloved. Mm-hmm. 10, Justin Timberlake and mm-hmm. the Tennessee Kids. <sighs> Boy. 9, Manchurian Candidate. Okay. This one might make you mad. 8, Melvin and Howard. No, it doesn't make me mad. Okay, fine. 7, Philadelphia.
1: That makes me furious.
0: <laughs> 6, Married to the Mob. Okay. Now we're getting into like Masterpiece Zone. Yeah. 5, Swimming to Cambodia. Yeah. 4, Something Wild. Three, Rachel getting married. Two, stop making sense. Number one, Silence of the Lambs.
1: Yeah, I'm rethinking a bunch of these things. Okay, ready? Let me try this. Yeah, go ahead. Number 20. It might surprise you to
0: hear. Wait, am I going to have to come in?
1: <laughs> David, I invite you to come in because our master filter is coming in. <laughs> this poor
0: movie. <laughs> we just kicked the shit
1: out of it. Never never heard of Fly. How has that somehow become now the new most bullied film on our show? Okay, number number From two, right. the loveliest man and... Uh, Just lovely people. Lovely people, but Jesus Christ, do I never want to watch that thing ever again. Number 19, Fighting Mad. Okay, sure. Number 18, Ricky and the Flash. Sure, pretty low. It's, it's I wasn't ready for Ricky I, at the end of the day. I like
0: Ricky. She's all right.
1: Number 17, Last Embrace. Okay. Number 16, Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids. Sure. It's not my tempo. Okay, it's not your tempo. And here's the thing you need to understand about the film. It's just not my tempo. (laughs) Love it when you repeat a
0: joke and add setup to
1: it. No, but I just, I'm making a reductive joke about it, but the reality is it's just not my tempo. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking asshole.
0: God, you're lucky that my 2 o'clock canceled
1: Yeah, I am I was ready to behave so well And then you told me You you had a cancellation And now baby, I'm wild and wooly Number 15 Would be Is this right? No, Timberlake was 15 No, I think it was 16 Timberlake is 16, thank you 15 truth about Charlie
0: Get get crazy mama in here What's going on? (laughs) <laughs> it's fourteen. C- Caged Heat. Sure. Same. We, we
1: agree on that one. Number thirteen is Crazy Mom.
0: Okay, fine. I mean, that's
1: my favorite of the early ones. I just that movie made no sense to me. <laughs> I got it. Dare I say it? Yeah, it was kind of my tempo. It was. <sighs> I went ring a ding ding. That's my tempo. Okay. Number twelve, Beloved. Uh huh. Sure. Number eleven,
0: Citizens Band. Sure. You like that one more than me. When
1: it works, it really I, works. I agree with
0: that. I, I might also give it another shot someday.
1: It's got some magic in it, and it, it, we watched it in a period where we were watching like five movies. We were, I, we were watching it fast.
0: Days. I mean, I'm yeah. not like you. I try to schedule ahead of time, but yeah.
1: Well, you know. Uh, but Crazy Mom and Citizen's Band for me are sloppy,
0: but they have these real moments appear I don't magic. dislike any of these movies except maybe a masterpiece. That's poster. the only one. <laughs>
1: And just to be clear, I would give a master builder an atomic wedgie if I could.
0: But this is overall just standard I, level I, of quality. Like the, the basement is like a six out of ten or whatever. And for right? how you many know, like
1: films uh, it is. Like for being the, our longest miniseries, right, right. it's right. also weirdly maybe the most consistent. Yes, 100%. Um, Or at least the highest median uh, no, because I,
0: yeah, I even like like The Truth About Charlie, which right. is like the bomb. Right, right. Yeah.
1: right. right anyway. Number 10, Man, candidate. Okay. Number nine, Swim to Cambodia. Ooh, that's too low. Well, you know what? I did a little switchy here. All right, fine. So on. I got to acknowledge the switch. Number nine, Married to the Mob. Number eight, Swim to Cambodia. Okay. Then I do number seven, Swing Shift Director's Cut.
0: Okay. I mean, you know.
1: That's me. That's you. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's a tempo thing. Philadelphia, number six. Yeah. And now we get in a masterpiece territory. I think there are pretty much five inarguable masterpieces this guy's made. Just five Hall of Famers outside Right, because for you,
0: Melvin is at that level. For right. me, it's a little below.
1: So I go Something Wild, number five. Mm-hmm. Melvin Howard, number four.
0: So we have the same top three.
1: Yeah. Rachel Getting Married, number three. Sansa Lambs. number two. And so it's, you have stopped. It's a squeaker. I mean, it's like... It's fair. It's I, kind of a I'm coin gonna toss. I'm not going to argue with you. i not going to argue with And you. it literally just gets down to the fact that there is not one single thing I could criticize and stop making sense. Yeah. You know? These yeah. are both two of the best films ever made by anybody in history. So the only advantage I'm giving to stop making sense is that you you just you can't what what can you criticize in that thing?
0: Um, it couldn't be better. Not long enough. Yeah. Oh fuck. Maybe I have to move knock lower it down. down my Make list it now. number uh,
1: nineteen. That's my list. Now I want to say a little something here. Oh. Okay. And not to betray anyone's trust. Okay. But uh, this is in a way that has not happened in the past. Doing the show, and I think part of this is. The show's been going on for a long time. We've we've gained listenership. Our audience has grown. The larger number of people who listen to it means the larger number of people who have crossed paths with the people that we've talked about, right?
0: I have no idea what you're about to say. Just say it. We
1: have gotten a good number of messages,
0: private people messages, who, who Demi,
1: DMs, people showing up on That's the Reddit, yeah. people who knew him well, people who worked with him, people who knew him socially, people who worked one day or... My little brother was an extra people on this People who knew movie.
0: him in a hat. People who knew him. I'm sorry. I was trying to do
1: a Dr. Seuss thing. In a boat and in a moat, right? But, but people who really knew him at different times in his life, yes, different levels. Absolutely. And uh, that's nerve-wracking. Sure. It is very nerve-wracking because we do this show and sometimes we can be big stupid dummies. You know. Yes. And when you think about, I don't think anyone should listen. I agreed. And I actually want to ban the show, and that's Rich, my next. Can we talk initiative.
0: about not, not yeah. publishing the episodes. Yeah. You know, just. Re- a- we want to self-cancel Morgan Spurlock style. <laughs> Jesus, no! Don't even bring him up. Anyway, you're saying something nice about Jonathan. Demme.
1: I'm saying something nice about Jonathan Demi, which is, uh, especially when this is the first filmmaker we have covered who is no longer with us. And it's the first time we, you know, are are carrying some microscopic semblance of responsibility for the legacy by committing get, this much I time. I get it. To him. I get it. I get it. I get it. Every time one of these messages popped up,
0: I would get a little bit nervous.
1: And go! Oh my god, this person's and they'd be to like, the eh,
0: "Excuse me, his favorite movie was A Master Builder, right?" And you guys need to check yourselves. Right. And I got me a couple, me a couple. This is the thing, actually. That episode hasn't aired yet, and all the people who've been so nice are going to turn on us when that comes out. Yeah, maybe we won't need to self cancel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unfair
1: bullying, oh punching boy. down on Master
0: Builder. Get out! <laughs> Sorry.
1: I think we made the show this episode, but there will probably be more people who listen to that episode than have ever seen a Master Belt there,
0: right? And that's not a brag about our numbers. At all. Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the thing I was going to say is the amount of people who have reached out to us, compelled to say, look, I, I wouldn't usually write in, I don't know you, but I, blank, blank, Jonathan Demi knew him here, worked with him there, had this, sure, had that. Yes, yes. Knew him on a boat, knew him on a boat. And have said he really was that special. Right. I, I, I'm I really like touched
0: that it's you guys, not it's not like fake or inflated or whatever. His whole rep is like a genuinely great. The, guy.
1: the overall sentiment always seems to be I want you guys to know that he is the person you want to believe he was. Right. You know, as much as we come up with bits and I, I feel like we kind of any filmmaker we cover, we make bits. We've I'm sorry. Done let bit. me check my notes here. Oh, no. Uh, no bits. Let me underline that. No bits. But as much as we sometimes uh, turn our uh, director that we're covering into, like, a character... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like our bit with Demi has just been like, this guy is so kind! Yeah. He's and, a sweet man. Right. And everyone's like, you're not being reductive. You're not simplifying the thing. This guy was as intellectually curious and empathetic and considerate and collaborative yeah. and everything you're sort of talking about. Um, and it's been really nice that... Uh, uh, you guys have been giving him this much time and consideration across these many many months in all of these films. Many months, and I feel similarly so thankful that uh, he won this March Madness 100%. competition.
0: What a great that we were surprise. forced to do
1: him because yep. I feel like we would have always felt a little skittish about. Eh, it's a lot of films, and not all of them are super well known. Yeah, Could do it's it? a lot of films. It's a lot of films. And we almost didn't even put him on the bracket because we went twenties a lot.
0: We actually, I remember had the debate where I, you were like, "What would we even?" do? And I'd be like, "You'd have to combine, right. but then you can do it." Yeah.
1: But I think he was the last yes. one we slotted in. One hundred percent. And I feel so I grateful. One hundred percent. I know I say that. We've done time. this. I I feel like it has been such a joy. It has genuinely improved my mood, my mental stability, my outlook on the world, um, and it makes me really happy when I see uh, on Twitter. A lot more discussion stirring up or letterbox or wherever about demi films. And I'm not giving us responsibility for that, but it's a nice thing that, like, we can talk about these movies, our listeners can get into them, and then our listeners posting about watching those movies encourages other people to watch those movies because we're just sort of doing our little part to start the ball rolling and re-entering a lot of these things back into the conversation.
0: To the extent that. People's algorithm algorithms are now messed up. Yeah. And like, you know, their TVs are telling them to watch The Truth About Charlie. Right.
1: Uh, and look, apologies for that. But yes. also, <laughs> Truth About Charlie is one of the best bad movies you're ever going to see.
0: Oh, it's great. You know,
1: and it's, uh, Jonathan Deming movies do kind of make the world a better place. Yes, they do. I think they kind of make us better people. Yeah. And he was a dude who felt a lot of responsibility to make sure that what he put in the movies was positive, that he was putting positive things out into the world while also being honest, you know, and being tough. But uh, I, I think he succeeded. Mm-hmm. And I also just feel like by the nature of what this show is and it being people who have gotten to this sort of, quote-unquote, otor level, mm-hmm. very often a lot of people we cover on the show do not have reputations for being particularly nice.
0: Right.
1: And we have never covered someone who we think to be a monster. But there are a lot of people where it's like, ooh,
0: they're they're difficult personalities. They're strong
1: personalities. They're uh, yes.
0: mean, maybe.
1: And in the five years that we've been doing this show, at times, I feel a slight amount of uncomfort, discomfort, in like, are we starting to like, deify people who are like exacting artists to the point of being belligerent assholes? Sure. Because that's the narrative. And it, it's a self-perpetuating narrative that then makes people feel like, if you're in a- The only way to get ahead in this business is to be mean. And also to tolerate meanness to people, and to allow yeah. people to but, behave. But look, way. but that's not what we're, we're not talking about. What I'm saying this. is, it has been so lovely to cover someone who didn't do any of that, who was always leading with his humanity first, both on screen and off screen. You yes. know, in terms of the work and in terms of how he conducted his life, and to have that many people who knew him reach out and, and reassert that yes, to us. It's great, and but. it feels really good to say. You can do it. You can be a fucking mensch, right. and you can make great movies, and you can make big hits, and you can win Oscars, Shoot. and there's no
0: excuse to be an ass. But the, it is interesting that we mostly spent this last episode talking about Justin Timberlake. Because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, whatever. It's a Justin Timberlake episode. <laughs> We're like, what was he thinking in time? Yeah, because I knew I was going to do this spiel I'm at joking, the end. Let's talk about the Timberlake career. I'm just, I'm just you got too sincere, so I wanted it to be funny. It makes you so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I feel so delighted to have done him um, because I hadn't seen all these movies. Yeah. And I hadn't, I, I don't know, it's always, it's always so great. I will eventually work my way through their main documentaries. Me too.
1: But it is an incredible feeling uh, to to be able to say I have seen the entire Jonathan Demme uh, narrative, filmography, and I think I am a better person for it. Hell yeah.
0: And you can be too. Yeah, and you can be to the too. Audience. I'm actually Learn pointing better
1: at h- right habits. Now. Either sign up for new or watch. Have all we the announced who we're
0: film. doing next? Yeah,
1: but let's say it again. George Miller. George Miller. Yeah. Mad Pod Furycast. Yeah, we're doing him, baby. We're, yeah, we're doing him. We're not doing Jackson. We're not doing May. We threw all your mother efforts off our scent. And March Madness. March Madness is uh, is is happening right oh, now. Oh boy! Is is,
0: is we're in the middle of it right now.
1: Yes, and of course, as we know has just been no, no, steamrolling. Like, we don't need to do we don't need to do that. You're right. This is mean. I'm not going to yeah. make Rachel do more work. Yeah, exactly. As
0: right. we know, someone is winning. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so George Miller coming up, we've done a lot of those already. That's a uh, very different from this. Yeah. Very different. Fast. <laughs> sure. Much
1: like Sonic, George Miller has got to go fast. Um but it's been good, right? I think they've been good episodes. Yeah. I like talking about Mad Max. It's a big big radical swing into a different world in a different direction.
0: And then we have someone else coming up after that, and then we'll do March Madness, and then we'll do someone else.
1: I'll say this, too. Three directors in a row have a reputation for being very nice.
0: That's true. That's true. You know, three different filmographies, but I feel
1: like all three of these people in a row are kind of known for being humane Right, so you guys should, like,
0: pick Michael Bay to balance it out or whatever. Yeah, we should cover an (laughs) asshole again. (laughs) All right, come on. We're done. Enough. Pasta. Pasta? Yeah, it's Italian. You know, the enough. only
1: other person who says that to me when I'm talking too much, my mother. Yeah, you know, my mother says it to me too. That's where I got it from. Oh, Boy, our mother should hang out. Yeah, they should do a podcast. Yeah, great. Thank you all for listening.
0: Blank check moms. Oh, blank check mommies. My mom. No, not mommies. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's blank meet check up.
1: mama. My mom is putting the, the heat on me for the fact. like, huh? It's and and every other family member's been on the show. Does she want to come on? Yes, she wants to come. Really? On. Yeah. Oh, then she should come on. She's also the only member of my family who listens to the show, which terrifies me. She listens to every episode? Pretty much now, which kind of snuck up on me. That was not the case for a Uh-oh. while.
0: And I know her the least of all your family. I feel like I've only met her like one time. The quiet Newman. <laughs> the secret Newman. Yeah.
1: No, you also know her the least because she has uh, never been on this podcast. Right, exactly. Uh, so look forward to my mother being the guest on some episode future day. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Maybe my mom won't listen to this one because it's a Thursday bonus. Yeah. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks to Ange for Gouda for our social media, Lane Montgomery for our theme song, Joe Bone, Pat Rounds for our artwork. Thanks to producer Rachel Jacobs for our editing. Tune in next week for fifth anniversary. Uh, yeah. Tough to make the five, but we've done it. Yeah, tune in Sunday for that. We got a very special fifth anniversary episode coming up. This Sunday. Yes. Go to blankies.rad.com for some real nerdy shit. And as always, Master builders that kid who eats its own books.
2: With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need.